previously on the Simply Human Podcast. And so with a great scream, I did grab the hand. Ah! <laughs> Only to discover I was lying on my own arm. It had gone to sleep and it had gone through the iron bedstead and was hanging on the outside of the bed. And I grabbed my own hand and nearly ripped it from my body. It's episode 36 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is blogger at fitnessisdelicious.com, Ashley Fleming, also the wife of strength coach Will Fleming, who is a friend of the show and a friend of ours. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Will Fleming and a wintry story involving a wet ski bib. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How are you? Things are good. And if anyone's wondering... I. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, we can only, some for some reason, show 25 episodes on iTunes. for some, And so, as we continue to add episodes, earlier episodes are disappearing. I am tr- I've, I've changed settings here and there and tried to do different things. So, just keep, uh, I, w- I was going to say keep us in, uh, not keep us in mind, but keep that in mind. But then, it almost sounded like I was going to say, like, keep us in your prayers. As we <laughs> as we try to figure out this horrible thing, I'm gonna light a candle. Um, yeah. So anyway, so just keep that in mind. So we're trying. You're gonna try to get those because we got some. We got some classics. You know, like the Paul Jaminet show is off of iTunes. Oh yeah, uh, we need that one on there. Yeah, love that one. Uh, there are several, and I, and I, you know, if I add one like on the archives, I've added the Jason Side episode and the Jimmy Moore episode. Well, then another one disappears. So I was gonna ask you about that. Okay, so yeah. we have to iTunes is we're gonna have to like uh. Ouija board the ghost of Steve Jobs to help us navigate this. I yes, think. yeah. So hopefully I'm working That's, on that it. That sounds easy enough. Conjuring yeah. up the dead. That sounds yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, and in other news, I'm officially a certified strength conditioning specialist. Well, um, well, well. So I passed my test. I was nervous about it, but uh, I, I kicked the test in the mouth, so to speak. Um, and uh, and Father's Day was last last week. So it was yet, well for for us we're recording the day after. So for us Father's Day was yesterday, but yeah, it was last week. How was your Father's Day? Did your sons Uh it, it was good. You? I uh I had to work, which, you know, I resigned myself to the fact of many many years ago that like holidays are at that point just a state of mind when you probably have to work almost all of them. Right. Uh but uh I you know, I got my sleep. I woke up my older son Jason had made me like a a card. He's big into like making drawings of superheroes on cards like, "Hey, Here's a picture of a car from Cars 2. I'm like, but he, you know, it was very nice. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. getting good at drawing. And then the kids started flipping out, like uh, just doing what kids do kind of late in the day. And I was like, well, see you later. Looks like I got to go to work. <laughs> well, like, I saw I saw your wife posted uh, several pictures of, was that Ryan? That yes, was, that was yeah. Ryan having like just a uncontrollable <laughs> crying fit for no reason. Yeah. Just uh, she put pictures of that. Uh, you know, that was funny. and if it's, it's any consolation to her, my very first call at work was a man uh, with no pants or underwear on <laughs> in a broken down van who had pooped all over himself. <laughs> so was was like, that was that his Father's Day present to his father? <laughs> it's like his Father's Day present to me. I really, I we still, I mean, as as many times we still couldn't uh, <laughs> couldn't get to the root cause. <laughs> So what All right, did you do? That scene in Tommy Boy, the elevator. Okay, well, you don't have any pants or underwear on. That's the problem. Now yeah. we have to figure out how we're going to step two. <laughs> step two is washing it off. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like what? What was the end result of that? Did you get? Oh, the- he went to jail. He was very drunk. People that aren't very very drunk don't, don't do things like that. Don't just sit around <laughs> naked in public. So well, hold he was on. very drunk. So did you? Did you have to put him in your patrol car with no pants on? Well, another officer did, but we have like a. Uh, like a biohazard cleaning service that like when someone, as you can imagine every once in a while, someone will be bleeding in the back of a police car or will poop or will pee. That happens every now and then. And so it's a very simply human podcast in the back of a patrol car. Oh, it is the humanist of human podcasts (laughs) back there, but uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go and clean it out and make sure it's not, you know, it's safe for another, for a clean person to sit back there. If there was an occasion to put someone like that back there, but gross. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he got uh, escorted back to the police car, 
I mean, you have to put somebody in handcuffs so he can't, like, you know, cover himself with one hand. So we're walking down, like, a major road, like uh, Royal Lane. <laughs> oh, my god. There's a billion cars, and there's, they're all, I'm sure they're all today, like, Facebooking and tweeting, like, <laughs> I saw a policeman leading a man naked from the waist down to his police car. It was the wackiest thing ever. Oh, man. That is... That is good stuff. That is why. Yeah. See, I wish I had been on that ride along with you. That would have been. That would have been very. Uh, that would have been perfect for you. But yep. alas, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't meant to be. Well, my uh, my wallet for a few months, several months, has been a, a little rubber band, like a like a headband, ponytail band. Why are we like that, by the way, men in general? Why, well, when our wallet, like, uh, we wear it out way too long, yeah. where it's like not meant to be that worn out and then we instead of buying a new one we just like duct tape and yeah and rubber band why do we do that i don't know and it's just like more convenient i've kind of gotten used to it and it's become my routine well jen yesterday got me a like from james avery like a very nice like a money clip well for well, well. for my my cards and the little cash that i carry around sometimes that was the joke like when you got the money clip like now i just gotta go get some money <laughs> yeah, i never have any money <laughs> and i got an awesome card actually the card is, is sitting right here let me read it to you it, not not what jen wrote obviously oh, but okay. the yeah, card yeah. is a picture of a kid a little like probably a one-year-old 18 month old sitting on a toilet with his diaper down around his ankles holding a bottle Okay, hmm. and it says, and he's asleep, and it says, "Wishing you the perfect Father's Day, your favorite bottle, a good poop, and a nice long nap." I thought that was very fitting. That's like the most Mark Rogers. It's like they made it custom just for you. Like the Mark Rogers division at Hallmark is like, all right, we need to crank out some cards related to poop here. Uh, or like put in so, an overdrive. Or the person that made that card is a listener of the Simple Human podcast, and he's like got got his idea of this card like as he's brainstorming cards. Like, hmm, let's see, napping, pooping, and uh, uh, eating. So I've often wondered how they do that. Like, there can't just be like. I don't know. You can't be doing that for a living, making greeting cards, like just sitting in your home office, like cranking them out left and right. I yeah. guess you could. Some of them are really lame. But <laughs> is it just like one person will send in a submission and they approve it? Or is it like you have a team of writers in yeah. one room like, all right, no one's going anywhere till we got 100 greeting card ideas. Yeah. And they chain the door shut and just put a pot of hot coffee on. And then they're off the rest of the year. I want that job. Um, speaking of a job that I want, I want to be a roofer or a window person in North Abilene right now because we had a hailstorm come through last week. That I saw the pictures on obliterated, Facebook. Good Lord. Yeah, obliterated my small car, um, and which is being towed away. How, how's your minivan, though? Is that all right? Uh, excuse me. We traded the minivan in for a truck, and the oh. truck was south of town with us, and and we missed the hail. We were actually at a gymnastics sports center, and the lights went out, and all the kids like had to run into the foam pit screaming. It was it was quite a disaster. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, there's not a there's not a you house. like run outside like storm take me with you. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be pummeled by baseball size hail traveling at 80 miles an hour we had a window broken out in our kitchen there was not a single house in our neighborhood that didn't have at least one window broken out and so it's just been a total so yeah so i was wondering if i could just like quit my job for a month and just like be the wheelbarrow guy for the roofing companies for a, you know like a couple i of worked months. with a guy uh when i was a, a police officer in moore that he uh in oklahoma that he uh he quit to go start a roofing company with his friend because a lot of storms in central Oklahoma. Well, like right before well, the tornado. Uh, well, it wasn't it wasn't before a tornado, but it was before a massive, massive, massive hailstorm, like in two thousand eight or nine or something like that, that just destroyed a huge swath of town. And he made, I was talking because he had to come to our roof. Our roof was destroyed, and I was just chit chatting with him, and he made an unbelievable yeah. amount yeah. of money off of that storm, it's like crazy. ridiculous, crazy amount of money. Yeah. So uh, if you're a roofer, don't come to Abilene because the, the market is there's saturated. Enough, yeah, there's enough of them there now. Yeah. All right. Out of well, gypsy roofers. We let, let's go ahead and get to uh, get to Ashley Fleming. We're actually about to call her, but before we do, we're going to re uh, remind you guys that there is a coupon code still going for the nutrients, multivitamin, and the skinny fat, olive oil, uh, MCT, and coconut oil products at CaltonNutrition.com. Uh, we'll link to all that in the show notes. The the uh, and the coupon code as well, which is dollar sign ten simply human and dollar sign five simply human. But we'll link to all that in the show notes. Uh, also, the humans being human open is still going. We're actually, I think we've got humans being humans uh, 
scheduled out to like episode 41 Ooh, that's uh, with good some for us. yeah with some with some folks so if you have an idea of a good funny story uh please email the show and we will uh talk, you know consider getting you on the simply human podcast you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com there are links to the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. I just actually uh, posted a, a video today that's going to be on another blog. Uh, it's the air drum battle is has re- rejuvenated and oh, uh, and I, I actually did uh, foreplay the uh, Boston song. Uh, wow! Yeah. Well, well. So, you, so well, that that's on the YouTube channel now. The Simple Human Kids page, Simple Human Moms is there. You can follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52 and on Instagram with that same handle and email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or you can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's get to Ashley Fleming of fitnessisdelicious.com. She's also into many other things which we are about to talk to her about and we will catch you on the flip side. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast is the great Ashley Fleming of fitnessisdelicious.com. And I actually, uh, when I think of Ashley, I think of Gordo's in, in Austin. So, and we'll, t- we'll tell that story in just a minute. But Ashley, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we met actually, uh, we, we both presented at Paleo FX back, was that in March or April? Uh, April, because it was Will's birthday. Yes, that's right. That's right. So that would be good for you to remember that. So Mm -hmm. uh, so it was back in April, and we actually presented on the same stage, and you went like right before me, and so, but we showed up at the same time to like sort of test our our media stuff out. And then uh, I met Will, and Will and I uh, instantly fell in love. And then, uh, and then we, I was sort of the third wheel the rest of the time. And we ended up on one of the nights, it, or mornings, I guess, at like two in the morning at Gordo's, which is this sort of uh, exotic donut food truck, as I guess that was what you would call it, eating donuts yeah. and ice cream at Paleo FX at like well, two, well, two well. in the morning. Yes. <laughs> so let me chime in on this. is really funny that you mentioned that because the whole time, that you had asked me to be on your podcast, I thought, is he going to bring that up or not? Because <laughs> right after Paleo Effects, I think it was like the first podcast you guys did after Paleo Effects, Rick had like asked, gosh, like how is Paleo Effects? Like how do people eat there? You know, like do they eat all paleo or are there like people who eat like sweets? And you were like, yeah, you know, for the most part, people eat pretty healthy. Like they eat pretty much a paleo diet rick was like yeah that'd be pretty funny if people were like sneaking snacks and sweets <laughs> in the back and then they were like on stage talking about paleo and then you were like hey yeah that'd be yeah. really funny and like kind of trailed <laughs> off and i'm thinking to myself oh mark if, if they, he only knew yeah. well and i figure we have to you know full disclosure that that was part <laughs> of the enjoy life uh thing and I, we were we were out. We met like an old friend of yours or something, and then like we had some people with us, and we slowly just sort of fell down to the three of us. And I'm sure you were ho- probably hoping it was just going to be you and Will, and like here's me, like sort of just like hanging around, like no, hey guys. And it was. I remember it was cold, and it was, it was there was a long line. All anyway, okay, so we could we could talk about Gordo's all day. So. Ashley, tell us, just sort of give us your sort of intro, like what is your background, how did you get doing what you're doing, and where, like what all do you have your your fingers in right now? (laughs) So I work full-time for a medical device company in marketing, Uh, that's my day job, my full-time job, but um, on the side I work for Whole Nine Life, which is, uh, I guess, wellness health company that created the Whole30 program, which we can get into that a little bit later. Um, But that's sort of what I do on the side from a nutritional standpoint, and I do seminars for them. So my seminar team member and I go around the U.S. uh, on weekends occasionally whenever we have seminars, and we talk about paleo and the Whole30 and sort of a whole nine life approach. Um, And I also have a blog that you mentioned, Fitness is Delicious, where I share recipes and just kind of general fitness and health tips a little bit of a focus on endurance training I started to do triathlons half marathons and marathons about gosh eight years ago maybe nine years ago and have sort of now most recently figured out how paleo or like a whole food approach can kind of support my training and race efforts uh, through that so that's been kind of cool 
Um, that's pretty much it. I do some wedding planning on the side, which has nothing to do with nutrition or wellness, <laughs> but that's just kind of a fun gig. Yeah, that's an enjoy life kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and you have a garden. Yes, yes. We have a garden. We have a raised bed garden, kind of like yours, I think, from pictures I've seen. Yes. Mine was and- actually uh, uh, <laughs> the god of lightning and hail. Pruned, pruned my garden last week. So yeah, so like uh, a lot of a lot of my garden was destroyed in this humongously horrible hailstorm that we had, which like totaled my car. Um, and but I, you know, like I, I ate some of the zucchini that was sort of already chopped for up for me. But anyway, um, so that'll happen. But that's part of gardening. So that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so first, tell us about, like, what, what did you talk about at Paleo FX? Like, what is your, what was your talk about? So, funny thing about Paleo FX, I was definitely not slated for, like, a speaking engagement at Paleo FX. I think you had probably, you'd been on the docket for a while, or at least had submitted something. <laughs> I had not submitted anything. I had sort of just asked, like, hey, can I help with hands-on or, you know, just kind of help in any way, um, which didn't end up working out. And the Tuesday before, uh, so Paleo Effect started what, on a Thursday night or a Friday. So that right. Tuesday, which actually was my birthday, I got an email and they were like, hey, somebody dropped out. Do you have content you can talk about? And I was like, well, I feel like this is a time when you do not say no. Right. So um, I kind of threw some stuff together, a little bit of Whole30 kind of beginner paleo info. So it was kind of like it, my title was like, uh, real world paleo tips and tricks. So kind of beginner style, how do you do paleo like on an everyday basis with, you know, a job and a family and, uh, you know, everything else that life entails. So right. a lot of beginner tips and tricks for people who are kind of starting paleo. Now, when someone's starting, Ashley, do you recommend that they just kind of like jump into the deep end of the pool, so to speak? And like, all right, day one, you go through your 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 pantry and refrigerator with a huge trash sack and you just start ranking it out. Or do you recommend kind of like incremental small changes to, you know, towards the, the, the ultimate goal? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Actually, that was one of the questions I got during my presentation. Somebody asked that and we'll get into Whole Nine Life or Whole30 a little bit later, I'm sure, but... The whole 30 is based on the approach of removing a lot of allergenic foods like grains, legumes, sugar, things that you would normally remove from a paleo diet and removing that for 30 days and then adding one thing in at a time to sort of see how your body responds. So I'm a little bit biased to that program in regards to sort of how to approach paleo. So my recommendation or my thought would be to sort of take that approach, you know, eliminate everything and then sort of reintroduce reintroduce and see what your body can handle well. Um, because as we know, and as you guys know, paleo is not like one size fits all, right? It's not the same for everyone. Some people add in rice, some people add in dairy, uh, some people do completely really strict um, paleo with no added anything, you know, other than fruits, vegetables, meat, seafood, nuts. So um, that's the approach that I kind of like to recommend, sort of eliminating and then reintroducing and see kind of what your sweet spot is from a paleo standpoint. Yeah, so let's let's dive into the whole nine and the whole 30. So tell us about that and uh, sort of where we can find that and, and sort of the, uh, I guess, the, the nuts and bolts, if you will. Yeah. So the company is called Whole Nine Life, and you can visit their website at whole9life.com. That'll give you sort of an overview of the company and uh, Dallas and Melissa Hartwig, who are the creators of Whole Nine Life and the Whole Thirty program. Um, the Whole Thirty program, like I mentioned, for thirty days you eliminate processed foods, grains, legumes, sugar, and it's kind of like a nutritional reset, if you will. Um, you'll kind of eliminate all these things for thirty days, and then you add one thing at a time to see how your body responds. Um, their their website, they have a separate website now, which is Whole Thirty dot com, so you can go there and read about the basis of the program, sort of what to eat, what not to eat, what's allowed, what's not allowed, how you should do your reintroduction, everything you would ever want to know is at Whole30.com. My website has some information, some good recipes, kind of also some how to train while doing a Whole30. A lot of people have a hard time with like, how do I put my entire life on hold for 30 days if I can't, you know, train for a race or get my workout in or if I'm training for a competition of some sort. So I have some stuff on there, which is helpful. 
Um, it starts with food is the book that sort of is the backbone for the Whole30. I would highly recommend that for anybody who's just wanting to kind of start paleo or understand a little bit more about it. The book is great. And also if you're doing Whole30, the book is wonderful as you get into the program a little bit deeper. Cool. And so do you guys do like, like seminars and, and workshops and things like that? Or is that more of an online deal? So they've got both. They've got a, a ton of resources online and they also have seminar team members throughout the U.S. and in Canada. They also have South, um, Whole Nine South Pacific, which is in um, Australia and New Zealand. So uh, I think there are three seminar teams in the U.S., so we're kind of going around spreading the good food word, as we like to say, and kind of talking about the Whole30, what foods are good for you, what foods you should eliminate. There's some hormones, uh, a lot of hormone conversations, sleep, uh, exercise, recovery, kind of covers a lot of things, um, not just food. Cool. Now I, and I, I sent you this question via email and this is kind of a, a weird question, but it's like, okay, so it's longer than an elevator speech, but you don't, you know, it's not like your, your best friend, but you had like 30 minutes, you're like sitting on a park bench with someone and they're, they are wanting to get more healthy. Like, so where would you spend most of your time in that 30 minutes, you know, which is also kind of the same thing to ask, what are you most passionate about and most experienced in? Where is most of your knowledge? Okay. So I feel like that's two questions. It was, it was, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm most knowledgeable. I feel really comfortable with the whole 30 and sort of doing an elimination diet of sorts or, you know, creating recipes that are allergenic free, but my niche is sort of sports nutrition. So I have a, a sports nutrition certificate from Precision Nutrition. Um, for those of you who are familiar with that, it's um, programmed by John Verardi. He's amazing, got a lot of great info. Um, it is sports nutrition focused, but uh, it's also great for just the general population in terms of kind of what to eat, how to eat, pre-workout nutrition, post-workout nutrition. So I really enjoy kind of honing in on performance and nutrition for performance, whether that's endurance or CrossFit or weightlifting or just kind of the everyday weekend warrior. Um, So I guess when I'm talking to someone about general like health and wellness, I of course bring up the Whole30 because I think it's really good, not only from a nutritional standpoint, I think it's great from an emotional standpoint too and sort of a psychological standpoint. Uh, perspective because so much of, um, you know, how we eat, what we eat has to do with that psychological part. And I think that gets left out in a lot of, you know, diet plans or like food regimens or even just like starting paleo from scratch. I think that that psychological element is really important and it's good to sort of understand why we eat the way we do and how we eat. And I think that that part is, is really important to kind of making life changing habits, if that makes sense. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about that psychology. And, you know, there's a whole sort of uh, argument out there or the two camps between like, you know, the whole willpower thing and then being actually physically addicted to food and sort of where, where do you fall on the whole, uh, yeah, on that, on that fight, yeah. I guess. So my thoughts are pretty much in line with um, how we talk about psychological effects of food from, it starts with food. So um, if you read, it starts with food or go to the Whole30 website, you're probably going to hear something similar. But what we talk about in our seminars is how our bodies are wired to enjoy things that are sweet, salty, and fat from an ancestral standpoint. When our bodies were you know, looking for food, our bodies needed a way to communicate to us that things that were salty, sweet, and fatty were good for us, right? They would sustain us for a long period of time. If we couldn't find food for a long period of time, our body needed a way to let us know these things are good. This food is good. You should find this food again. So our bodies are innately wired that way. And unfortunately, the food that we eat now is nothing like the food that we used to eat. So if our bodies used to, you know, taste fish or seaweed or something salty, it would be like this salt is good, right? It's good for electrolyte balance. It's good, um, you know, for a host of other things. But now when we eat like potato chips, we're still getting that same salty uh, reward pleasure signal, but it's nothing like what we would have experienced, you know, in the natural world, so to speak. So um, I think that our bodies are innately wired for those responses. And food scientists nowadays have just created food in a way that our bodies still crave those sweet, salty, and fat flavors. But the food has no satiety connected with right. it. No nutrient density, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, I wrote an article about this on my website that it's like the things that – 
we're most rewarded by, like the sweet, the salty, are the things that in nature are the hardest to come by. Well, well, now those things, you walk into a convenience store and the only things in the convenience store are sweet and salty and, and there's no there's no nutrient density. And so, yeah, our food reward systems are completely jacked up and we're getting all these, yeah, your, your body's telling you, yeah, keep eating that. That's good. That's good. But then there's really no like time of having to go search for food or be active, and then you you know we're just kind of in the in the mess that we're in. So okay, so the two part question: Did you have a, a thought on the second part of how I would talk someone through like starting to be healthy, or or like the uh, you know I, kind of like the the addiction, the food addiction kind of thing, like the people that that. You know, like my wife and I kind of go back and forth, and I see what she's saying. Like, like people can be addicted to food, like physically. So when they say, oh, "I," you know, the reason I'm overweight is because I'm I'm addicted to ice cream, and there's like a lot of people like, kind of roll their eyes at that. But then there's there's some truth to that. Like, do you have yeah. any sort of experience with the the whole uh, dopamine response yeah. and the food addiction stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that people can be addicted to certain foods, especially sugar. I mean, I think sugar uh, can be extremely addicting. Like you said, dopamine, you know, is a very strong neurotransmitter. And in certain times of stress or in situations where you might be not emotionally stable, you know, those neurotransmitters are going to speak pretty loudly and cause you to kind of crave those foods a little bit more um, than you normally would, you know. So I think that's that's another reason why I think doing like a Whole30 is really important because for 30 days you kind of can reset yourself and kind of reset those taste buds, if you will, to kind of get back to really appreciating like the sweetness of fruit. I mean, if you've ever tried to do an elimination diet, for 30 days and you don't eat sugar for 30 days and then you eat like a date, it is so sweet. Right. I mean, it tastes like candy. It tastes almost like, oh my gosh, I can't even eat more than one date Yeah, because it's so sweet. But if you eat a date after you've eaten, you know, a Snickers bar, you're going to be like, gosh, that's not really that sweet. So I think, yeah, I think people for sure can get addicted to it and you kind of have to do a reset of your taste buds and your mentality to get back to baseline, if you will, of fruit and just natural sweetness. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Like even like carrots and tomatoes, if mm-hmm. you're if you sort of reset your palate, can taste amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I tell people. It's like you don't, you know, you're not depriving yourself of of anything by like not drinking a coke or not having ice cream. It's just you just you know you're 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 depriving yourself of you know, sort of like how you're supposed to work and how you're supposed to work is a great thing. It's it, there, yeah. there are a lot of rewards that go along with it. And you can, you know, like if I have a treat, like I'll, I'll put like frozen mangoes and cashews and raisins in a bowl. And that tastes like I'm eating a, a you know, a strawberry sundae from, even though there's no <laughs> strawberries in the bowl. That's the crazy thing is that uh, it's yeah. like I'm eating strawberries. But uh, yeah, my, my brother and a sister-in-law and niece are up in New York city visiting my other brother, and uh, and they they went to serendipity. I don't know. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, Do you know what that is. Yeah. Yep. So they, there's a picture of them with all like all their huge like Sundays. My brother's very healthy. They're all very healthy. That's just. But that's like a once in a while thing. It's like like they're yeah. eating at serendipity for dinner every night, which would be yeah. And when fun. you're when in Rome, right? So yes. when you're on vacation, you should indulge. I mean, we just got back from Michigan. We were with my family for vacation. We probably had ice cream more than a few times and. <laughs> But we're, we're to a point where that's okay for us. You know, we kind of know that we're going to eat it and we're going to be okay with it. We're going to move on and <laughs> get back on track, you know, when we get back to, you know, our day-to-day schedule. So I think knowing knowing that is great, but it's good to good to indulge and do that once in a while. Yeah, when in Rome, when in Austin, yeah. you can yes, have some donuts. Yes, when in Austin, eat Gordo's donuts yeah. <laughs> from the donut truck. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, the move part of things. And I know being married to the... Uh, the famous expert strength coach that you are, do you get, I mean, is it one of those deals where like, you know, like I imagine Tim Duncan's kids. I just, I think about this cause I saw him last night when he won the championship and it's father's day and he's got his kids. They probably like when he tries to give them basketball advice, they're probably like, whatever dad, you, you're stupid. You know, and he's Tim Duncan. Like, do you do that? Like, I'm so basically, I'm comparing Will Fleming to Tim Duncan here. So, when he tells you to do something, are you like, whatever, Will? You don't know what you're talking about. Or do you consider yourself like the luckiest? Really, you're the luckiest woman on earth. Well, uh, married well, to yeah. Will. I mean, 
that's no question. But <laughs> in terms of training, it's a different story. I mean, have you ever tried to train your wife? I have, before? and it was a big disaster, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Will will probably agree with you. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what he said if you asked him this question, but it is the hardest thing to take, you know, criticism or critique from somebody that you're close to. And although Will is, you know, number one in my book and I'm in even across the world in terms of Olympic weightlifting with what he knows and sort of how he coaches, it's really hard for me to go to Olympic weightlifting night and have him kind of coach me, you know, on the clean and jerk and the snatch. So it's hard. I mean, he usually doesn't train me. Right. Well, wasn't <laughs> it, what, wasn't the story like how y'all met? You went into the gym or something, and then he, like, he sort of, you know, not rudely, but when you left, he was like, I'm never going to train that girl. She's a, <laughs> she'd be a disaster to train or something. Just, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. So when we met, we were both dating other people. So I obviously had no interest in dating one another, but I had come into the gym just looking for a kind of a consultation and wanting to kind of up my game with triathlons and just get a little bit stronger. And I'd come in and I was wanting him to really just tell me exactly what I needed to do, like whether that was, you know, interval training or personal training or whatever. And um, I can be hard headed, I guess, and uh, <laughs> a little difficult. And I think I was probably pushing his buttons. And when I left, he was like, gosh, I really hope that girl never comes back to be terrible, to, <laughs> terrible to coach and terrible to work with. So <laughs> and then, yeah, six months later, we ran into each other again and started dating and <laughs> so now he's stuck with me he has to, I have to come to the gym now and right to figure out how I can <laughs> stay there but well yeah and the performance podcast is going really well and uh and I've been listening to yeah. it and so check that out on iTunes I'll link to it in the show notes but I, what do they release on like Mondays and Wednesdays yeah um mm-hmm. the performance podcast with coach dose and uh and it's really really good information you don't have to be on like an Olympic weightlifting expert uh to get a lot out of what they talk about and they're all pretty short and they're funny and their theme song is boats and hose uh song so that's pretty sweet um rick do you have anything uh no i'm just i I was just particularly fascinated at like some of the the hormonal like uh food talk about how like a reward system, how our brains are wired to crave these kinds of foods and these kinds of foods. And it just kind of strikes me as, I mean, Mark, you said it, when you go into like a gas station, everything there is reward food. Everything is sweet and super salty. You can't find anything with nutrient density because that's to this point, uh, we have our brains so jacked up with how, you know, we've been eating according to television commercials and stuff like that, that that, that's, that kind of stuff is fascinating to me. I, this morning I had some when I woke up, I had some frozen berries and some cream, and I, I was just thinking, I was like, man, if I was a caveman, and I was like, man, I'd like a bowl of frozen berries, it would take me like three hours to gather all the berries that I wanted in a bowl. And then like, now, you get now all I've the got equipment. like five pounds of them in the freezer, so I, I don't know, when, when you're thinking about, you know, eating, I, I think to me that helps me uh, – set up how I want to eat is thinking about things like that. Not necessarily like, all right, well, I've got to go forage for my own berries out in the yard, but <laughs> more along the lines of, Hey, think about how the world is set up and how we're set up in the world. Maybe a good idea isn't to eat a pound of frozen berries. Maybe it would be to think about things like that, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and the irony is like the brains that created these nutrient less highly rewarding and highly palatable foods like that are those the same brains that are driving us to survive and 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 have those reward systems so it's like oh, i'm trying to think of like a, an analogy for that there's really i mean it's like the it's like our brain is like oh okay you want you want sweet and salty okay let's do it let's let's make sweet and salty the easiest most palatable things that we can get okay right. that's what we're trying to do and then no that's not really how it's supposed to work and then look at all the problems that have arisen from that so it's yeah. bless our b- bless our little brains hearts <laughs> wait brains yeah. can't have hearts unless you're krang or is it krang from teenage mutant ninja turtles remember that rick no i don't the brain guy no. krang oh man sure don't. we're gonna hang out to dry here okay well if anyone <laughs> listening knows please email me to make yeah please me email feel. mark about krang whatever <laughs> that happens to be <laughs> awesome okay well um i'm trying to think uh before we get to the final question which is the question that we ask every every guest on the Simply Human podcast. Ashley, was there anything that you are particularly passionate about or just wanted to, to mention on the show? 
geez. Um, no, other than just, I mean, check out the websites that I mentioned. Uh, there's some great resources. Whole Nine Life is is great. Um, a lot of good resources. They're growing tremendously, so I would definitely keep an eye on them. But yeah, I mean, I think I've pretty much <laughs> mentioned everything that cool. I that I want, unless if there's something you were thinking of that I didn't get to. I don't think so. I, uh, you know, obviously we could, uh, you know, there's like this, this sort of rabbit hole that we could go down and spend like three hours down. Right. So it's like trying to just sort of stay on the surface of a lot of different subjects. But, um, okay. So here's the question. And I don't know if I prepped you for this or not. We asked Will this and he answered it. So uh, you may have listened to that, that one, but anyway, yeah. what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Oh, geez. What did he say? I can't tell you that because, and and just think, he was the, he was the like stand up husband. Oh my gosh. Gosh. One, one thing that I, that's more enjoyable or just anything, anything that you do that, that you just enjoy about life and don't have to have anything to do with eating or sleeping. That's so, that's like such an opening question. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, there are so many things. I mean, if in regards to just everyday life, I mean, yeah, I love uh, spending time with Will. We do date nights and that's really fun. I really enjoy that. And um, yeah, spending time with family. I live in Bloomington, which is where my family's at. So that's really great. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Mark. There's so many. No, that things. was good. That was it. You answered it. And his his answer was, you know, what is one thing you enjoy about life? And he immediately was just like, being married to Ashley. Done. That's all. I, that's it. Oh, gosh, he's just that's really not that's really, stand me up all the time. Well, that's really not what he said. Um, <laughs> it was it was a m- more along the lines of spending time with family and, and doing yeah. things like that. I was just trying to make you feel uh, better. No. So, <laughs> well, good job. I yeah. Appreciate that, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, you know. I guess on uh, on June seventh, my wife and I had our first date of two thousand and fourteen. What? Uh, Good lord! Yeah, Mark. like by what? ourselves. Just cause what have you been doing? Raising babies? Yeah, having three kids and a baby and all that stuff. Three, two, two kids and a baby. Not we don't have four kids. They're uh, really th- cute, by the way. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, oh my gosh, were... his his daughters are seriously like insane, like <laughs> insane cute, like I drawn, know. like created in a laboratory. Cute. <laughs> You're gonna have a problem when they get older, you know. I know, I know. Protect them. You better I... learn to use some sort of defense mechanism. Well, I Mark, Mark's gonna be that dad that when like the boys come over to take his daughters out, he's gonna be like cleaning the shotgun on the living room yeah. table. Like, <laughs> well, all right, boy, well, why don't you hand me that rag? <laughs> And hand me that map and that shovel, that map of all the <laughs> hidden places in the county that no one knows to look for. Actually, my, the line I'm going to use is, uh, just remember here, son, that anything you do to her, I'm going to do to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... And then, and then you wink at him. Yeah. So wink, have a good time. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Have a really good time. Okay. Anyway, uh, well, thank you for the compliments on my daughters. I, uh, yeah, I, they're they're crazy, and I can't believe that they haven't come in here screaming yet. Uh, they had a big fight over the bell, the princess bell gloves this morning. So, uh, yeah. You know, can, can you blame them? Yeah, now that goes. All right. Well, Ashley Fleming, we will uh, check out the whole nine stuff and the whole thirty. And fitness is delicious, and hopefully have you back on at some point. Anytime you have something coming on that you're 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 coming up that you're working on, uh, we would love to have you on to promote your stuff and and get your uh, get you promoted. So thanks for being on the show, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Ashley Fleming. You can find all of her stuff at fitnessisdelicious.com, and we will link to everything that we talked about in the show notes. And let's just make a quick transition into the humans being human segment because it is her husband, Will, as in Wilson Fleming, strength coach at willfleming.com. It's an all-Fleming episode. It's an all it's, uh, Everything's coming up Fleming. Yes. <laughs> and it is a show about uh, being cold and something that you probably shouldn't do in your uh, ski bib. Well, I feel like we've ruined it now. Joining us on the Humans Being Human segment is the great strength and conditioning uh, extraordinaire, aficionado, whatever big word you want to throw in, Will Fleming of willfleming.com of the Performance Podcast. And I don't know what this story is going to be, but I know it has something to do with um, excrement or peeing or something. (laughs) 
bo- bodily fluids. Is that correct, Will? You're you're absolutely correct. Yes. So um, I'll set the scene for you. Uh, it was uh, 1994. I was 12 years old, uh, and it was the day after Christmas. I had a brand new uh, pair of snow pants and snow boots that I wanted to take out. We had a, a huge snowfall uh, the day of Christmas. And so you're had, in. This is you know, 12 is or this 14 blooming? inches out. So it was like, you know, it was a it was a white Christmas. It was perfect. Is this Bloomington? Uh, and my best friend and I. This is in, going. This is in We're going to go on a hike uh, to a waterfall nearby and check it out because you know it would be frozen over and there'd be amazing icicles. So we take off on this hike, uh, you know, in our in our snowsuits and and are heading heading out to the creek. Uh, find find the uh, the waterfall, check it out, and decide we're going to take the long way back uh, and come to a creek that we have to cross. Uh, the creek has a has a a log uh, fallen across it, and we, we're going to use that as a bridge. Um, I go first, and my, my best friend goes behind me, and he, um, as, he as we were walking, the, he slips off the ice-covered log, and what does a good best friend do uh, whenever uh, they see their friend in peril? He reaches for me and yanks me into the water with him. So we are... We are we break through the ice and and it's deep it's not deep enough that we're like underwater but we are in icy water and our feet are on the ground and we have to uh, we have to scramble out of the creek and we still have you know three miles to walk back to my parents' house. Oh. Uh, yeah. So halfway there, uh, I say, I'm you know I'm freezing. You know, and he's like he's like, oh man, I know this is bad. He didn't you know, respond can, because he was dead. Bite. What's that? He he didn't respond because he had already died of frostbite. Yeah, yeah, he was he was an icicle behind me. Well, anyway, he go I you know maybe ten steps later I say I have to pee so bad. And oh he man, goes, oh, this is so dumb and dumber. And he says he says this is a good idea. We should pee on ourselves so so that we can warm ourselves up. So so he says you go first. You tell me if you get warm. And I decide to then pee all in my pants, uh, and it immediately freezes. Right, it freezes in my pants. So this moment of of exceptional warmth is followed by icicles on my legs. And, and but I don't share that he that that it was freezing, and he decide and I tell him that I warmed up, and he peed on himself. <laughs> And then we finally do make it back to my parents' house, and the only thing that my mom says is, "What is that smell?" <laughs> Not you could have died. Yeah, and oh, that's hilarious. No, was this before? See, December of '94. Was that? This is before Dumb and Dumber. Was it? Has it? To be right. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Because Dumb and Dumber was like '96. I thought it was '94. So you guys are like pioneers. Yeah. Yeah, we are pioneers. Pioneers in the amazing. realm of. Peeing on each other or peeing yeah. on yourselves to wake yourself to uh, warm yourselves up. I yeah. wondered. Yeah. I wondered why just then why I sounded really loud. It's because when I leaned in to talk on the mic, my hand hit the volume up to like max volume. So sorry, I just max. like blew everyone's speakers out um, there. And that that reminds me. That story reminds me of uh, one of the first uh, open water uh, triathlons that I did. It was like the maybe like the second time I'd ever worn a wetsuit in a race. It was in Galveston and. You know, you're drinking a lot of water pre-race, and then you, you know, you've always got to pee right before. But then you have to end up like, especially on a, uh, on a start where it's not just a, a, what do they call that? Where it's like they they go a wave start, uh, where you, you might have to wait for like an hour, but they've closed the area where you can go to the bathroom. So like, I had to pee really bad, and I was like, well, I'm about to jump in the water. I'm, I'm I might as well just pee. And then just jump in the water. Well, not thinking through that I'm wearing like a skin tight wetsuit. <laughs> so you look like, like a water balloon. Yes. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so like I peed in my wetsuit, and like when I jumped in the water, like there, it was just I, there was I just so I just had pee on me the whole time. Like it never no. like washed away. I was like, oh, this is like the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> Only Mark Rogers takes the decision to ah, I'm not just pee on myself. Yeah, well, takes it so lightly that it's yeah. just like a, it's oh, not a yeah, might as well yeah, might as well do something. It's like not this. even an option. Well, Rick, that also reminds me uh, when we talked to my brother on the on a, a few humans being humans ago about spending time at your pool in the summers that is one that is one thing that we would do we would get up on the diving board like 
you know, before we had jumped in that first time, we were all still dry, and we would like just pee all over ourselves. Okay, let's not we that you and also my brother. Your brother, that, but, yeah. You know, I I would pee in the water when I was in the water, like a gentleman does, not standing <laughs> on the diving board peeing. And that's and that's also the time that we would like uh, pretend like we were holding shotguns and like cock the shotguns, like, and then instead of uh, you know actually shooting a, a bullet at you you would we would like hawk loogies and spit loogies on each other uh so those, so, were, those oh, were we are disgusting <laughs> ladies call me uh we smell good too um okay well will fleming thank you for sharing your pete all over yourself story and sorry i was like egregiously interrupting you at the beginning of your story i was trying to say you were, was this in did that happened in bloomington Yes, it did happen in Bloomington. Okay, sorry. I was like, is it? Uh, is it? Uh, uh, I was like trying to talk. I was like, is this story going off the rails that quickly? Yes, like, I am not letting go of my story yet. Awesome. All right, well, thank you for your story and for, and for holding true to the uh, bodily fluids theme of the Humans Being Human segment. Well, I appreciate the uh, chance to share about, uh, about you know one of my most innovative ideas. Ashley will be so proud. Yeah, of course. All right. Thank you, Will Fleming. You can find him at willfleming.com. That'll also be linked in the show notes. And it is now time for the Simply Human tip of the week, which is uh, having to do with sustainability. So, Rick, uh, take this one away. Well, this has been something I've been thinking about a whole lot lately. And the thing is, you can have all the, you know, hour and a half in the gyms and eating nothing but chicken breast and spinach plans all you want, but they're only, your plan is only as good is your commitment to do it. And so you have to find something, some kind of a compromise with how something, with a, how exercise or nutrition or what have you fits into your life. If it's just not going to work for you to get up an hour early and go run or whatever because you're not going to do it, well, if you're not going to do it, it doesn't work. So you have to find something that you're willing to do that fits in with your life. I, Mark and I have been talking about this like kind of in my personal life, but I, I uh, have like a uh, a been doing a workout plan at work. It's not really particularly super straining. It only takes a half an hour. I'm sure there are far more intensive, like I could rip one of those workouts out of men's health that's like 500 sets and two hours long, but I don't do those. And that's been the problem my whole adult life is I can't stick with them because it, it's just not sustainable. Well, this I've found something now, the way that I do things, that is sustainable, and that's the ultimate goal. So you just have to find how these things fit in your life and fit them in. Because if you can't fit them in and you're unwilling to fit them in, it doesn't benefit you at all. All you do is feel bad that you failed. So aim for success. Aim for something that you can fit into your life that works for you, I think. Yeah, that's good. And, and that goes back to just sort of like what your goals are. And, and I consult with and, and sort of train a lot of people. And, you know, everybody, you know, the questions they have their answers are always different based on on what their goals are and if you're you know if your goals are to get really strong then you're going to have a different sort of set of, of sustainable things that you need to fit in if, if your your goals are fat loss if your goals are to have you know uh david robinson arms <laughs> whatever it is i thought about him last night because the stupid spurs won the championship um, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's setting goals and that are, that are achievable and attainable and that it's not like some farce that's going to get you to some, some place that you're not going to be able to, to stay, uh, right. just, just, you know, with like the starving yourself thing, like you can't just, you know, starve yourself your whole life or you'll die eventually. Um, so that's no place to be dead. Um, and speaking of dead, Rick's a longtime dog, Ronnie. <laughs> that is the segue and a half. Ronnie is dying today. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, he's been living with my parents for the last year because my children terrorized him. He's deaf and, and dumb and uh, well, de- dumb. He's deaf and deaf and blind, I have to say. And uh, it's been a very long run. I've had him since like 1999, so he's very, very old. He's probably close to 18 years old, so... Uh, I have. I used to do- dog sit Ronnie, and it's kind of sad you don't say he died today. It's he is he is dying today. We have an appointment uh, uh, later this afternoon to uh, bring him on to the next plane. So Ron, keep doing what you're doing, Playboy, and chase that money. One hundo. <laughs> Ron's Ron's gonna keep it one hundo. Oh well, my my dog with the one eye is laying at my at my feet with his cone on, and the cone is just like this this harbinger of like 
moistness and dog slobber <laughs> and like dog hair and it's oh it's horrible and he's so sad and we go tomorrow to see if we can't get a stitch out of his eye so anyway <laughs> that is the tip of the week is to do stuff that is sustainable and and uh, go kill your dog <laughs> go 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 kill your pets or jab them in the eye with the sharp object all right well uh i think that's gonna do it for or thank you for listening to this edition of the simply human <laughs> podcast not not there yet coming up next time it is an interview with a friend of mine and a preacher a a, a uh, pulpit minister a pastor whatever you want to call it really funny guy he was a, a pole vaulter in college so he's an athlete is this luke it is luke norsworthy dude i love him yeah I he's talked to him forever yes yeah, so he's gonna talk to us about um sort of the enjoy life part of, th- of things and how to you know how meditation can has physical adaptations and so it's gonna be a really cool interview with luke which will be up on episode 37 so i can't wait awesome. yeah it's gonna be greatness uh so you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com there are links to the simply human kids page simply human moms page follow me on twitter at simplyhuman 52 and on instagram as well email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email rick simplyhumanrick at gmail.com Please leave a review, good or bad. We had a few more reviews, but we will read them next time on episode 37. So thank you for all those who have left a review, keeping us up on the charts in iTunes. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, the day of Christmas. And so you're had, in, this is blooming. You know, is this blooming? inches out. So it's like, is this Bloomington? Uh, my best friend and I this is are in, going, this is in Bloomington? we're going to go on a hike. So until next time, enjoy yourself. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.